Our scripture this morning comes from the Gospel of John, chapter 6, verses 25 through 35. I'm reading from the New Revised Standard Version. When they find him on the other side of the lake, they asked him, Rabbi, when did you get here? Jesus answered, Very truly I tell you, you're looking for me not because of you saw the signs I performed, but because you ate the loaves and you had your fill. Do not work for food that spoils, but for food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. For on him God the Father has placed his seal of approval. Then they asked him, What must we do to do the works of, that God requires? Jesus answered, The work of God is this, to believe in the one that he has sent. So they asked him, What sign then will you give that we may see it and believe you? What will you do? Our ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness, as it is written. He gave them bread from heaven to eat. Jesus said to them, Very truly I tell you, it is not Moses who has given you the bread from heaven, but it is my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is the bread that comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Sir, they said, always give us this bread. Then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. Let us pray. God, we thank you. We thank you for this day. We thank you, O oh Lord, for all your blessings upon us. We thank you for being able to praise and glorify your name. And we thank you, Lord, because you have allowed us to hear this word as it has been read. We ask now, O oh Lord, that you will bless our lives through it, that you will speak to us what we need to hear, and that, O oh Lord, it will be a blessing to us. We pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. We like a good deal, don't we? Anybody like coupons? Be, buy one, get one free. All those deals that we get all the time, you know. It's amazing how many deals are out there. There's now digital coupons, and then there's, you know, buy one, get one freeze, and there's, you know, all kinds of things that we can use to save a little bit, right? And in a time of inflation like this, it's, <laughs> it's almost needed, right? We, we got to save where we can. But there are times when we are at the store and we want to buy something and we get that impulse. You ever had that impulse where you grab something from the shelf and then you look at the price and you realize I have no coupon and it's definitely not on sale, but I really want it. I really have to have it. How many times do we actually put that back? And how many times do we actually put it in the cart? You see, there's this urge, this need sometimes for us to have things instantly. We live in a time in which, you know, instant gratification is one of the things that we seek. You know, we want things right now, and we don't want to wait for it, and we don't want to put it off. And sometimes things can be not on sale, but we want it now, so we, we go ahead and just do it. You bite the bullet. And we pay full price. Sometimes you have a deal and you take advantage of that and you do like I do and you buy eight packs of coffee at one time so that you don't have to worry about it later. 
In our scripture today, Jesus has fed the multitudes on one side of the lake. He has fed them through the multiplication of the loaves and the fishes. He has fed them, and he fed them not just a meal. He fed them until there was leftovers. How many of us love leftovers? You know, some stuff is better the next day. It just is. He fed them until there was leftovers. There was 12 baskets collected of leftovers after they had fed the multitude. It was such an incredible feast that everybody in the area must have heard about it. I mean, you don't have this kind of celebration and feeding without everybody knowing. Whenever there's a deal out there, you tell all your friends, right? I am sure that some of these people that were fed went home and said, you will not believe. This guy's giving away food for free. All we had to do was listen to him for a while. And we, we had bread and fish until we could eat no more. And people were amazed by this. Like this was such an incredible thing for them that the scripture says that when Jesus had left them on that side of the lake and gone to the other side, the people went looking for him. They came searching for him. The scripture says that they came to him and said, hey, uh, when did you get here? It was almost a question saying, like, when did you leave us? And why did you leave us? It was almost them questioning why Jesus had not brought them along with him. See, they were just looking for the next free meal. They were like, well, he just fed us over there. He could feed us over here, too. He can do this right now. And you see, they came asking when he got there because they, were, they almost were a little aggravated that he left without them. Jesus has a funny way of responding to questions. He just doesn't answer them. <laughs> he just redirects the conversation. He points us to what he wants us to pay attention to, what he wants us to actually see, what he wants us to actually understand instead of that which we think we want to know. They wanted to know when he got there. He wanted them to understand what he had to offer and what he was about. Jesus confronts them. He says, you're just looking for me because of the signs that I performed, because you ate your fill of the loaves. You're looking for another free meal, he was saying. And you know, they didn't have the term back then, but he almost was calling them a freeloader. He was saying, you know, you just want a free meal. You're not here to listen to me. You're not here to, to, to learn about God's kingdom. You're, not he You're here because of a one-time blessing that you received that was so good that you thought that was it. You thought that was the pinnacle of what you could receive. He says, don't work for the food that spoils, but work for the food that endures to eternal life which the Son of God will give you. See, while they were focused on physical bread, Jesus was basically saying, I have more to give you than just a meal. I have more to give you than just some bread. I have more to offer to you than just a one-time blessing. I have more to give to you than you can even understand right this moment. I can give you something that will endure for eternal life. 
You know, my breakfast this morning did not have an eternal consequence. It might have put on a few pounds on me, but it doesn't have an eternal consequence in my life. And if we look at our lives, there are so many things that really don't have an eternal consequence when we really weigh them out and evaluate them. Jesus was speaking of giving them something that was enduring, that wouldn't spoil, that wouldn't go away, that couldn't be destroyed, something that was permanent. And Jesus was speaking of himself. You see, Jesus was the one who came down from heaven for them. He was the one that had been sent by God to reestablish a relationship with God the Father and his creation. This bread endures for eternal life because he came to give himself up for us. We know he went to the cross to forgive our sins. We know he rose from the dead to give us hope of eternal life. But at this point in the story, the people don't have any of that frame of reference. All they know is that God fed us until we were full. And physically, they felt like this was such a blessing that they wanted more of it. And Jesus wanted them to understand that there was so much more. Notice that Jesus says that this bread will be given to you by the Son of Man. Given to you. Well, as I was telling the children, we have a problem with free stuff. When somebody says it's free, we think it's no good. When somebody says, here, have this free thing, we immediately assume that nobody else wanted it. We immediately assume that it was leftover. It might even be expired if it's from a store. It's something that is undesirable in some way. And so we, we see free and we immediately associate it with something negative. When Jesus was saying that this was a gift from God, that this was something special that they were going to receive, but that it was being given to them. And the crowd just couldn't get past the free part. They couldn't get past the, it's going to be given to you. How do we know that? Because when, when Jesus said this, they turned to Jesus and said, so what do we have to do to get this, this eternal bread? What works must we perform before God in order to receive it? What is it that we have to, you know, what's the checklist of things that we must do in order to obtain it? So many times we look at God in that way. How can I earn God's favor or God's love? How can I deserve his blessings? And the reality is that these things are gifts from God. They're not to be earned. They're to be received in grace. But the crowd definitely didn't get it. When he said it was free, it was going to be given to them. They wanted to know what do we need to do? What is the checklist? What are the tasks? What are the things that we must do in order to get it? You see, the works righteousness mentality that was in them said that you did things to earn God's favor, to earn God's love, to earn God's blessing. And, and therefore, it was a merit-based system. You had to earn it. You had to work for it. You have to do your due. And Jesus tries to dispel this notion by saying, the work of God is this, 
to believe, to believe in the one he sent. To believe. The work of the Christian is to have faith in God, to trust in God, to trust in Jesus Christ as the living bread that came down from heaven, to accept that it is a gift given to us that we must receive. You know, God just says, believe in me, and I'll be there with you. Believe in me. He doesn't say you have to get all these things straightened out first. You have to, you know, clean up this stuff. No, he says, believe in me. And once we believe in him, then he begins to transform our lives from the inside out. Can't tell you how many people tell me all the time that they just can't come to church because they're just not right with God. And I'm like, that's exactly why you need to be in church. That's where we go to, to work on our relationship with God, to accept the grace that has been given, to establish that ongoing, enduring relationship with Jesus as our Lord and Savior. But this, this crowd just didn't get it. They just didn't understand how you could receive anything as a gift given by God through faith. So they asked him, they said, you know, what sign are you going to give us that we may see it and believe of you? What, what, what can you show us? Show us, and then we maybe, maybe we'll believe. Give us a sign, and then maybe we'll believe. And they said, you know, our ancestors ate manna in the, in the wilderness, and, and, you know, that was given to them by Moses. And, and, you know, at this point, I think Jesus was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Let me set the record straight. Let me set the record straight for you. It wasn't Moses that gave you bread from heaven in the wilderness. It was God the Father. Moses was just a tool used by God to bring that blessing. But it was God the Father who made that bread come down from heaven for your sustenance. It was God the Father who led you through the wilderness, through all the perils and all the fights and all the, the challenges that you had. It was God the Father who was that pillar of fire and pillar of smoke. It was God the Father who did it all. And all the people that God used to do these things were used because they had faith in God, because they put their trust and their faith in the Father. It wasn't Moses. It was God. And that same God and Father is the one that sent Jesus. Just as the manna was sent by God the Father, the Son was sent into the world to save it, to save us, to show us that through an enduring relationship with Jesus Christ, we could be saved. There are so many out there that receive a blessing from God and think the blessing is what needs to be worshipped and celebrated. They think that the blessing is it. When God says, I want so much more for you, I've got so much more to give you, I want an, a relationship with you, I want to be your savior and your friend. Jesus was trying to tell the crowd that there was more to him than just a mass feeding. 
He says, look, I'll give you the bread of life. Those who have the bread of life will never go hungry and will never be thirsty again. Well, that sounds like an all-you-can-eat buffet to me. And we all love all-you-can-eat buffets. I mean, we'll hurt ourselves in an all-you-can-eat buffet. But the ones who have the bread of life will never thirst and will never hunger again. And this crowd who was looking for a meal went, that sounds great. Where do we sign up? Where do we sign up for this all-you-can-eat buffet that you have to offer? Where do we sign up for this never lacking of anything? Where do we sign up? And then Jesus throws a kink into their whole plan because he says, I am the bread of life. If you want to never hunger and thirst again, if you really want to have your life fulfilled, then you need me. I don't want you to treat me like an emergency contact only in emergencies only to be called on when the bottom falls out. I want to be in your life day in and day out. I want to be the one you go to over and over again so that I can be your sustain, so that I can be your joy, so that I can be your peace, so that I can be your love, so that I can be everything that you have ever needed and will ever need. And I am the bread of life. So many people look for God just because they want to get a blessing from God. And they miss the point that the biggest blessing from God is Jesus Christ, God with us. And that the biggest gift that we have is an enduring, life-saving relationship with Jesus Christ. And that when you don't have that, you have nothing. When you don't have that, You'll continue to look in the wrong places for your solutions. When you don't have that, you'll always live looking for the next meal, but nothing will satisfy you because there's a place in our hearts and in our spirits that only God can fill. You know, I always meet people that are saying, I'm, I'm seeking God, I'm looking for God. But when I ask them where they're looking for God, they're looking for God in all the wrong places. They're looking for God uh, out there in work. They're looking for God out there with all kinds of philosophies. They're looking at God from the point of view of human understanding. But they're not looking at God through Jesus Christ, the bread of life that came down from heaven for them. Jesus was inviting the crowd to a deeper relationship with God through him. He was saying, I have more to give. Do you want more? Do you want more than just some bread and some fish? Do you want more than just a momentary blessing? Do you want enduring life, abundant life, which is what I came to give to you? Today, Jesus is still asking us, why are you looking for me? What is it that you really want from me? Are you just looking for me because you're in trouble right now with something? 
Or are you looking for me because you really want to experience new life and really want to live your life for me? I pray that we are looking for Jesus for the right reasons because we want him to be our savior. We want him to be our friend. We want him to be the one who sustains and who carries us through our wilderness. Because believe me, all of us go through those. Every one of us goes through wilderness. Every one of us goes through trial. Every one of us goes through temptation. And the only difference is whether you have Jesus with you, whether you believe in Jesus through that trial or not. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you. I thank you for Jesus. I thank you because he is the gift of life, of enduring life for us. I thank you, Lord, because he has so much more to give us than what we receive often. So much more that he offers than sometimes we even recognize. We ask you, O oh Lord, on this day that you will help us to seek that more in Jesus Christ. To seek that more, that enduring and eternal more that you have for us. Lord, that when we put our eyes on the physical and the worldly blessings that we receive, that you will re redirect our eyes back to Jesus. That you will remind us that he is the greatest gift that we have ever received. And that he is the gift that keeps on giving every single day. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for all you do for us. In your name we pray. Amen.